Uh, on the show, we've been focusing, understandably so, I think, uh, on the climate change conference in Paris, with much being discussed there. President Park Geun-hye on hand to uh, help hold up Korea's side of what could be a world-changing bargain. Well, in this case, change is not good, obviously. So <laughs> it could be life-changing for future generations if they avoid the kind of consequences of climate change. Um, we've got Gion with us to uh, bring us through the Kyoto Protocol that we hear so much about in relation to climate issues. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. Uh, so let me just take you through what Kyoto Protocol is. Um, it's an international agreement linked to the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which commits its parties by setting internationally binding emission reduction targets. And recognizing that developed countries are principally responsible for the current high levels of greenhouse gas emissions in the atmosphere as a result of more than 150 years of industrial activity, the protocol places a heavier burden on the developed nations under the principle of common but differentiated responsibilities. And now the Kyoto Protocol was adopted in Kyoto Japan on December 11th of 1997 and entered into force on February 16th of 2005. The detailed rules for the implementation of the protocol were adopted at COP7 or Conference of the Parties 7. Yes, yeah, so now we're up to COP21. 21, yes. Yeah. And so it was a, a little way back in Marrakesh, Morocco in 2001 and are referred to as the Marrakesh Accords. Its first commitment period started in 2008 and ended in 2012. And during the first commitment period, 37 industrialized countries and the European community committed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to an average of 5% against 1990 levels. During the second commitment period, parties committed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by at least 18 percent below 1990 levels in the eight-year period from 2013 to 2020. However, the composition of the parties in the second commitment period is different from the first. And under the protocol, countries must meet their targets primarily through national measures. However, the protocol also offers them an additional means to get their targets by way of three market-based mechanisms. You've probably heard a lot about these before as well. Uh, international emissions trading, clean development mechanism, and joint implementation. And these mechanisms help to stimulate green investment and to to help the parties meet their emissions targets in a more cost-effective way. How are those targets monitored, though? Mm. Well, registry systems track and re record transactions by the parties under the mechanisms. Uh, the UN Climate Change Secretariat, based in Bonn, Germany, keeps an international transaction log to verify that the transactions are consistent with the rules of the protocol. Reporting is done by the parties by submitting an annual emissions inventories and national reports under the protocol at uh, regular intervals, and a compliance system ensures that parties are meeting their commitments and helps them to meet their commitments if they have problems doing so. And the Kyoto Protocol is credited for placing accountability on the 38 countries who've been the biggest emitters mm -hmm. of greenhouse gases over the course of time, but there have been criticisms 
about how effective it is. Yes. Well, uh, the current big emitters have opted out. The U.S. has opted out of the protocol. And then Japan, Canada, Russia all followed suit. Uh, to fall out of the Kyoto Protocol. And this is in part due to the fact that the largest emitters, um, China and India, are not included in the Annex 1 parties who have to... The Annex 1 parties are the countries that have to have the commitment during the first period. Yeah, again, draws on this developing versus developed mm-hmm. countries imbalance. Where does... South Korea stand in all this? Well, uh, Korea is the world's eighth largest greenhouse gas emitter, uh, but it received a waiver from a mandatory greenhouse gas emissions reduction under the Kyoto Protocol. And earlier in June, the government made an announcement regarding its carbon emission target that it will reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 37% from the previous projected emission levels for 2030. And if the plan is implemented successfully, uh, Korea's greenhouse gas emissions will be less than 536 million tons in 2030. This new target is slightly higher than what uh, President Park Geun-hye has uh, proposed. Um, There were four earlier proposals, but it's still lower than the reduction target set in 2009 by the former uh, Lee Myung-bak government. And going back to the UN Climate Change Conference, Mm -hmm. can you tell us a bit more about the new post-2020 system? Well, the new post-2020 system will apply to all countries, advanced, developing, or emerging. The International Society has been mentioning the need for such a system with the sense of crisis increasing along with the growing amounts of emissions, even after the Kyoto Protocol. In 2010, the parties mentioned that if the current trend continues, the Earth's temperature will increase 4 to 5 degrees compared to the pre-industrial revolution levels in 2100 rather than reducing them well it's a very challenging issue Mm -hmm. it's one that affects at least all of us or our descendants Mm -hmm. and um, hopefully these uh, world leaders can continue to see sense in this area thank you so much for bringing us up to date with the kyoto protocol and its related issues thank you alex